Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to exclusive content brought to you by Seekers Guidance. We are committed to make reliable Islamic knowledge accessible and free of charge. Help us in our mission by making a small donation at seekersguidance.org slash donate. Even $10 a month can go a long way. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الفاتح لما أغلق والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراطك المستقيم وعلى آله وصحبه حق قدره ومقداره العظيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم يا حليم خلقنا بخلق الحلم وحققنا بحقائق العلم اللهم نوينا التعلم والتعليم والتذكر والتذكير والنفع والانتفاع والإفادة والاستفادة والحث على التمسك بكتاب الله وسنة رسوله والدعاء إلى الهدى والدلالة على الخير ابتغاء وجه الله ومرضاته وقربه وثوابه سبحانه وتعالى So we're continuing our Embracing Excellence series looking at the Book of Assistance by Imam Abdullah bin Alawi Al-Haddad. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on him and reward him generously uh, for his teaching and for his guidance and uh, for what he gave to the Ummah. So we're on chapter four, titled On the Inner and Outer Self. And Imam Al-Haddad, as you can see uh, from chapter one all the way through till chapter four, Imam Al-Haddad has begun everything with the actions of the heart. So far, everything that we've looked at relates to the actions of the heart. Certainty and rectifying the strength of our Iman and Yaqeen is an action of the heart, followed by intention and sincerity, which is an action of the heart, followed by uh, uh, vigilance, which is an action of the heart, muraqaba, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees us, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of even the internal conversations that we have. Now Imam al-Haddad is focusing on the inner and outer self, that we have a zahir and a batin. We have an outward and we have an inward. We have actions and we have states. So he says, you must, O oh my brother, improve your inward aspect until it becomes better than your virtuous outward appearance. For the former is where the gaze of the real, al-haq, which is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is where the gaze of the real obtains, while the latter is where the envious gaze of creation is to be found. So Imam al-Haddad is saying here, you must improve your inward until it is better than your outward, but that your outward is virtuous. So a person doesn't say, oh, okay, that's easy. <laughs> I'll just not have a bad outward and inside, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. That's not what Imam al-Haddad is saying, is that we have to follow the sharia. We follow the rulings according to what Allah and His Messenger uh, have come with. And internally, the state of our heart, we strive to make it even better than what people are seeing. Because the heart is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks upon us. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَنظُرُ إِلَىٰ صُوَرِكُمْ وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَجْسَامِكُمْ أَوْ أَجْسَادِكُمْ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah does not look 
at your, uh, your form and your body. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at your hearts and your deeds. So this is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He looks upon us, He looks upon our hearts. Whereas creation, all they see is what you do in your outward form. Allah never mentioned the inward and the outward in His book without beginning with the inward. In other words, identifying that it is more valuable and more important. And the Prophet used to pray, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam, Oh Allah, make my inward better than my outward and make my outward virtuous. Allahumma ja'al sarirati khayran min alaniyati wa ja'al saliha. Oh Allah, make my inward, my, my inward state better than my outward state and make my outward righteous and virtuous. Allahumma ja'al sarirati khayran min alaniyati wa ja'al saliha. So this is a dua that we should make because this really encompasses everything Imam al-Haddad is saying in this chapter. And this is the dua of the Prophet When the inward is good, the outward is, is also inevitably so. For the outward always follows the inward, whether for good or evil. The Messenger of Allah has said, in the body there lies a small piece of flesh. When it is good, the rest of the body is good also. And when it is corrupt, the rest of the body becomes corrupt also. It is the heart. This is so important because for many, many believers, the focus is on the outward. And it doesn't mean that the outward sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is not important. It's very important. But a lot of people don't realize that the rectification of the heart, as the Prophet ﷺ says, necessitates the rectification of one's actions. But uh, the opposite is not necessarily true. It is good because people are looking for some place to start. But in reality, the thing that needs to be fixed and that fixes everything else is the heart. Know that one who claims to have a thriving inward but whose outward has been corrupted by his abandoning outward acts of obedience is a pretender and a liar. So if someone says, no, no, mashallah, like I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm, you know, uh, my heart is so pure, I'm so, I see all of these amazing dreams and all these things, but then this person doesn't follow the sharia of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they have abandoned outward acts of obedience, then know that this person is a pretender and a liar. And worse, that person might even be fooled by the tricks of the shaitan. If they believe what they're saying, if they're actually deluded, then they fall into, into one of the traps of the shaitan. Whereas the salihin, their outward was virtuous and their inward was virtuous and they still had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and still were not certain of themselves. Imam al-Haddad continues and says, the one who exerts himself in the reform of his outward aspect by caring about the way he dresses and appears, speaks, moves, sits, stands, and walks, but leaves his inward full of repellent attributes and vile traits is one of the people of affectation and ostentation, riyah, who has turned away from the Lord. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify the state of the ummah for the vast majority of people today, they think that this is Islam. 
I grow my beard, I shorten my thobe, I uh, act a particular way, I carry myself in a particular way. But inside my heart, I can still look down on other Muslims. I can still, even worse than that, maybe even think that they're not real Muslims. Or look down at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and think that, you know, look at how great I am. There's a famous joke that, you know, this is part of the miseducation that has unfortunately spread within the ummah, which is why it's important to bring it back to the way of uh, uh, Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the way of the ulama who have that isnad back to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Where one time uh, these two people were talking about how pure their Islam was. They said, you know, most of the people in the world, they're on misguidance. They're not really following Islam except the people of our country. Alhamdulillah, the people of our country were following Islam properly. But all the other Muslims, they've gone astray. But even the people in our country, not all of them are following Islam properly. So some of them are misguided. So really the people in our city, they're following Islam, truly. But not everyone in the other cities. The other cities, I don't know so much about them. But the people in our city, they're following the true Islam. But even some of the people in our city, not all of them are really on the manhaj, on the straight path. But the people of our neighborhood, our kind of hay, alhamdulillah, they are on the haqq. They're on true Islam. But not really all of them. The people in our masjid, this masjid, alhamdulillah, not necessarily talking about people. This masjid, our masjid, they're on the haqq. They're the people of true Islam. But even some of them, I'm not so sure of them. It's, and they're talking to each other. Yes, you know, in reality, I think it's just you and me. And I'm not so sure about you. <laughs> yani, this is like the Bedouin who said, Oh Allah, forgive me and, and the Prophet Muhammad and no one else. The Prophet said, You've made very narrow something that is vast. The Prophet وسلم, he said that the majority of the ummah would be upon uh, uh, truth. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not let this, the, the people of this ummah agree on misguidance. So we have to be careful of the trap of the nafs that when we start to uh, take our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seriously and we start to make a sincere tawbah and we want to engage in ibadah and we want to come back to the masjid and we want to do these righteous things that we recognize that our journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a journey with our heart. And that as was mentioned by Shaykh Faraz in the Q&A session, Allah is pure and He only accepts that which is pure. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, On the day when wealth and children and will not be of benefit except a person who comes to Allah with a sound heart with a heart that doesn't have enmity towards other people, with a heart that does not look down on other people, with a heart that, as the Prophet said, None of you truly believes until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. How, how many of us can have that kind of quality? One of the Sahaba, the Prophet 
he uh, walked into the door of the masjid and the Prophet said, the person who walked in the, uh, who entered the masjid now is one of the people of paradise. Three days in a row, the Sahabi entered the masjid and the Prophet said, one of the people of paradise has just entered the masjid. So they wanted to find out what is his secret? What is it that he has that would make the messenger of Allah وسلم, say that he's one of the people of paradise? So one of the Sahabi said, I, I, you know, I'm having some trouble at home, I'd like to to spend some time with you. And he wanted to observe what does this man have between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is so great that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu would say he's of the people of paradise. So the first night he's expecting him to get up like super early for qiyam al-layl and do all this amazing ibadah. Not really, nothing out of the ordinary. He would fast all day. Not really, nothing out of the ordinary. Three days he observed him and didn't see anything that stood out. None of his actions seemed to stand out. So he told him, he said, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said this about you, and I wanted to observe what it is about you that made the Messenger of Allah وسلم, testify and say that about you in that way. And the man said, I don't have anything special. I can't even think of anything. Maybe the one thing that I can think of is every night before I go to sleep, I forgive everyone who's wronged me. Every night before I go to sleep, I forgive everyone who's wronged me. I go to sleep without any hatred or any enmity or anger towards any Muslim. Who has that kind of heart? That's, we can talk, mashallah, yes, oh, mashallah, I forgive every Muslim, stuff for Allah, you're all my brothers. But then when push comes to shove, it's a different story. But to have that purity of heart is what Imam al-Haddad is talking about. Yes, we have a virtuous outward character, praying, fasting, avoiding the haram. But it has to be uh, met with, at the very least, a sincerity and a purity of heart. Imam al-Haddad goes on and he says, Beware, O brother, of doing in secret that which if seen by people would make you ashamed and worried about being censored. So this is Imam al-Haddad is reminding us, this relates back to vigilance. It's what Muraqaba, what, what Shaykh Faraz covered yesterday. And that is that you recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you in every moment. So Imam al-Haddad is saying one of the ways that you can test and ensure that your outward and your inward are at the very least coinciding and in harmony is that you don't do in private what you would be ashamed if people saw you doing. That's the first thing. A Gnostic once said, one of the Arifin said, a Sufi is not a Sufi unless were everything that is in him to be exposed on a plate in the marketplace, he would not be ashamed of anything that came to light. A person does not attain this rank of being the people who have truly committed their, their entire uh, soul and life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this level of ihsan in their devotion until their heart becomes so pure that if all of their thoughts and all of their actions were to be presented publicly and everyone was to see it they would not be ashamed that is something very lofty mm. if you cannot make your inward better than your outward the least that you can do is make them equal. So Imam al-Haddad is saying that, for example, how do we make our inward better than our outward? 
One of the ways that we can do that is buying, by having some acts of ibadah that nobody knows about. Having some acts of ibadah that nobody knows about. Maybe when you're in your room or when your family is asleep or when no one is around, you pray to rak'ahs that you don't mention to anyone. It's nobody's business. Or maybe you give charity in a way that nobody knows about it. Like Sayyidina Ali Zayn al-Abideen, the great-grandson of the Prophet wasallam, that he would give charity, he would go at night. And he would have money in his, in his bag, and he would go to the houses of the poor people in Medina and give them some money, and they never even knew who he was. They didn't see his face, they didn't recognize him. He didn't say, Salaamu Alaikum, I'm Ali Zayn al-Abideen, the great-grandson of the Prophet wasallam. just so you know. He didn't do that. The way that they knew that it was him was when he passed away, rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi. Then the person who would come in the night and give them money stopped coming. And there were many households in Medina like that. And they even found a dent on his back. They found an area right here where there was a dent on his back. And they told his servant, what is this from? He said, this is from when he would carry the money and the, the things for the poor people. He would carry it in a bag on his back. So they said to him, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you ever carry it for him? He said, I tried. Every time I asked him to let me carry it, he said, are you going to carry my sins on the day of resurrection? Let me carry this. Leave me be. So this is how the secret, the inward of a person can be better than their outward, is that they leave things that are purely between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And many, many, many people from among the salihin are actually... Uh, they're, they're, not, they're very unassuming. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he said, رُبَّ أَشْعَثْ أَغْبَرْ مَدْفُوعْ بِالْأَبْوَابِ لَوْ أَقْسَمَ عَلَى اللَّهِ لَأَبَرَّهِ There might be someone who is أَشْعَثْ, who is uh, disheveled, you know, not very put together. أَغْبَرْ, he has dust on him. مَدْفُوعْ بِالْأَبْوَابِ If you saw that person coming to your door, to knock on your, your door to ask for something, you say, man, get away, get away from my house. People reject them, reject them from their doorstep. If he made an oath and, and, and swore that Allah would fulfill it, Allah would fulfill it for him. So righteous people can be very unassuming because they have focused on virtuous deeds outwardly, but even more inwardly that nobody knows about. So then Imam al-Haddad says, if you cannot be at that degree, if you cannot make your inward better than your outward, the least that you can do is make them equal. So that you behave equally well privately and publicly in obeying Allah's injunctions, avoiding His prohibitions, respecting what He has made sacred, and hastening to please Him. This is the first step a servant takes on the path of special knowledge, of ma'rifa khassa. Special knowledge of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Know this and success is from Allah. So Imam al-Haddad after vigilance where a person has to really train themselves knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees me even if I'm alone, even if there is nobody around, even if nobody will ever know if I did this thing or did not do this other thing, that the person's heart is aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always sees them. 
that there was, I believe it was Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu wa ardah. He once saw a shepherd out in the middle of nowhere. He saw a shepherd who was taking care of some sheep. So he said to him, he said, give me one of the, the sheep. He said, they're not my sheep. I was hired to take care of these sheep by the owner of the sheep. He said, okay, just give me one and tell the owner that a wolf ate it. He wanted to test the man. And he said, oh, if I fool my, the, the owner of the sheep, how will I ever escape from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows that I did that? And Sayyidina Umar began to cry and he said, this is taqwa. This is taqwa. Nobody else is around. Maybe he even feels pressured to give this, this uh, sheep away. He said, even if I'm able to fool the man who's created, how am I ever going to escape Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who has knowledge of, of everything, who knows our secret internal whispers as if they are spoken out loud. They're completely uh, uh, available in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge. So when we uh, have this, this focus and we recognize that we should follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that following the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in everything is the path of the highest level of success. The salihin and the ulama of this ummah, they would say, the greatest compliment, the greatest thing that could be said to a righteous person is that this person intensely followed the Messenger of Allah But what Imam al-Haddad is telling us here is not just an outward following that's empty on the inside, that makes us feel good about ourselves, that makes us feel that other people think that we're righteous, so I'm good. Or I've impressed other people with my words or how I'm dressed or with my uh, actions or with my recitation. But how many times has that recitation made me cry in private? That's the million dollar question. Nobody in the world, even if everyone loves your, your, your qira'ah, it doesn't matter. But how many times has that qira'ah made your heart shake? The believers are those who when Allah's verses are recited to them, their iman increases. Do we fall into that category? That's what Imam al-Haddad is reminding us of. The heart, the heart, if the heart is rectified, all of your limbs will follow suit. And if it is corrupted, all of the limbs follow suit. So we need to invest in this uh, taqwa, this mindfulness, this muraqaba, this awareness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more aware of our intentions. If everyone in creation uh, up gave us applause, and we know inside of ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we didn't do it for Allah, it is worthless. And if no one in creation, Nobody looked at you. Or actually in the case of many of the, the, the prophets and messengers السلام, and the sahaba and the salihin, many of them actually were ridiculed for their ibadah, were ridiculed for their iman, were persecuted for their belief. So not only are, are uh, they not worried about people's praise, they're continuing their devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes in, face, in the face of great harm. And they're not uh, wavering in the least. عنهم. So we have to be like them. And one of the major things that we can do, 
one of the great opportunities and gifts that has been given to us by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is this dua. Allahumma ja'al sarirati khayran min alaniyati waj'al alaniyati salihah. What a beautiful dua. Oh Allah, make my inward better than my outward. Make my heart and my state always uh, uh, yearning towards you, even if I might be eating food, even if I might be playing with my children, even if I might be with my spouse. But make my inward always attached. And this goes back to all of the things Imam al-Haddad, may Allah have mercy on him and reward him, has organized this book in such an amazing fashion. You see how it's all built on itself. This is all related to intention and vigilance and uh, 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 making sure that our inward is better than our outward and that our outward is also important. Uh, so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our inward better than our outward and grant us all righteous outwards. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our hearts always uh, in... in yearning for him and filled with iman and yaqeen and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that that affects all of our states and all of our intentions and all of our actions and all of the things that we say and all of the things that we do in our moments of action and in our moments of rest when we are eating and when we are sleeping as one of the 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 sahaba he said I hope for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from my sleeping what I hope in my acts of ibadah. They said, how is that? He said, because I have righteous intentions in my sleep. Even my sleep is seeking uh, to fulfill what my body needs so that I can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with energy and vigor. So everything that we uh, do, it can be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as long as it is permissible. And it is even better if it is something that uh, we take directly from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha la antna astawfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. Thank you for listening. This lesson was brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the world's first truly global Islamic seminary. Visit SeekersGuidance.org to access reliable Islamic knowledge taught by qualified teachers. We offer a wide range of courses, podcasts, articles, and a world-class answer service, all completely free of charge. This is made possible solely by supporters like you. Be a partner in this blessed work by making a small donation at SeekersGuidance.org. Even $10 a month can go a long way. Our beloved Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Whoever guides someone to goodness will have a similar reward. So don't forget to share this lesson and join us in spreading prophetic guidance.